Hello and welcome. I'm G. I'm M. And, and we're, we're the Baseball, Baseball Brothers. Brothers. Join us for facts, stats, and opinions. This is the G&M Baseball Show. Alright, so today, Em and I are going to discuss the elephant in the room, the only baseball thing that's going on right now, and that is the current lockout. So on December the 1st, the collective bargaining agreement expired, and Major League Baseball locked out the players. So what that means is there can be no transactions with the players, no even communication. So not only can the teams not sign players or make trades, they cannot even talk with their own players. The trainers can't talk with the rehabbing players and all that kind of thing. So it's basically a form of leverage that the owners are using to try and get the players to agree to what they want. Yeah, so baseball fans everywhere, of course, don't like it. Yeah. Um, I think some bits aren't fair. Like you said, the trainers can't get with the rehabbing players. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what's stopping them from doing that. Well, it's just it's, a lockout. That's that's what the terms were. They agreed on the, <laughs> on a lockout, but they couldn't agree on. Well, the the players didn't have anything to say about the lockout. Yeah. The owners but voting unanimously. Baseball can't. Um, but anyway, um, some of the core issues they're arguing over with the Players Association is that of economics. So the players want more money earlier in their careers and less arbitration years. They also want bigger paydays and free agency. And the owners don't want any of that because that's more money they have to pay. Well, the owners would like expanded playoffs, which would create more revenue for them and so those are the main issues. I mean, there's going to be other stuff hammered out, like um, the designated hitter in the National League and runner on second base and extra innings, things like that. But the economics are the core thing. And a recent update stated that they're not even going to start going over that till January. Right now they're working on minor things. So let's dive a little deeper into what the Players Association wants. Okay, so as arbitration currently stands, um, players are controllable for six years um, unless they hit the Super 2 plateau. Um, they have three years where the team picks the salary. Generally, it's right around minimum wage, which is about five and a half hundred thousand at this point. And generally, it's right around minimum wage. Teams generally have their own way of determining how much pe players are paid at this point. But so that's for the first three years. And then the last three years are arbitration, where the team will offer the, the players a contract. And if the player doesn't like the contract, then they will submit a contract. And then they'll go to arbitration, and the arbitrators will choose either one or the other. So those are the six years of control. And
and the Players Association would like players to hit free agency earlier because, as we know, the free agents who are hitting free agency earlier are getting bigger paydays. You look at Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, who both got over $300 million because they signed long-term deals when they hit the market at age 26. Corey Seager hit the market young this year, and he got $325 million. Um, Carlos Correa is widely expected to get even more than that, and he's 27. So you hit the market so young, you get paid I a lot. I see where they're going with this. Um, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, the part I don't like is the money, the minimum wage. Owners can pay as much as they want. Um, they can do the big co- contracts if the owners are okay with that, but I don't like... I mean, I have to side with the owners on this. The minimum salary is... Um, about I mean, about 550000 That's even more year. than the president gets. So. Yeah. And the, now the, the argument for the players is the owners get a huge amount of money from television deals and from gate revenue and all that stuff, and they think the players should get a larger portion of that. So that's their agreement, but I also think that that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I mean, there are lots of owners willing to pay higher, but they shouldn't be forced to. Well, you know what I think? I think that players' salaries should be drastically reduced, and the owners should get drastically less money. What should happen there is you drastically reduce the cost of tickets, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, the except too, except because... except the owners and the players who were making more money before, <laughs> but I think that's a it, it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. But I think it's a pretty good solution. But it'll never happen. So what the players' association wants is either five is a player to reach free agency after five years of team control or at twenty nine and a half years of age, whichever comes first. So, this would ensure that you get rewarded if you come up early. Like, if you're hitting the free agent market at 25, and you're really good, you're going to get a massive payday. But it also helps the, pl- the late bloomers, like Max Muncy, for instance, who, if you break into the majors at age 29, well, then you have a half a season before you can sign as a free agent. And you're not being controlled till you're 35, just because you're a late bloomer. Because the market is, the owners are valuing older players increasingly less. Okay, so I kind of under, I can sympathize with both. Um, yeah. Parties in most of the deals. Here, um, Rob Manfred said that. It's the worst thing when you lose a player to free agency who's like the face of the franchise. Yeah, and really and any player. I mean, he he said it's the most negative thing that can happen to a fan base when you lose your when you lose a player to free agency because you're getting nothing back. Yeah, but I mean, especially if like Freddie Freeman, he's a free yeah. agent now. And yeah, and the the face of the franchise is easily more so. Like you said. They might not come back. So I see what Mr. Manfred is saying here. Yeah, um, and, and he, he also says that he doesn't view letting free agency happen sooner as a positive for anybody. So th- there's going to be a battle royal over this. 
Yeah, obviously both sides have the exact opposite. Um, the money is the biggest thing for me that I have a very um, strong big, issue strong with. view about. Yeah. Because um, that's a lot of money. And the owners are already giving players massive contracts. So the players could keep getting massive contracts. Just yeah. I think the minimum should be lower. And I, I mean, I don't think all that many good players are getting a minimum salary. If you yeah. want a great salary, now, what, 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 then play well. What they don't like is um, basically the first three years where you're paid, where you're being clo paid close to minimum. Like one, so first three years, incredible. And he made probably about under $2 million during those two during those three years when other players much worse than he is are making far more than he is. Okay. And so they they want so players paid earlier, basically. I can see that. And I don't see why the league should have a problem with that. Um I I kinda like it when there are incentives like Wander Franco will get like so much million yeah, more it, 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 if he finishes in top five MVP voting. Yeah, incentive-laden deals are great. We should see a lot more of those. Yeah, I think that's perfect because the player's going to play well and then he's going to deserve the money. Yeah. All right, so um, moving on to the big thing for the league is expanded playoffs. Okay, so the league is looking for 16-team playoffs, which okay. I don't like the idea of. No, I don't like that because, um... You just have so many so teams many get in. Not good teams, and it's yeah, not even the postseason where the best of the best are in. It's just almost every team is in. Yeah, and... You and almost automatically get a spot. Yeah, there's, there's like, no reward for being one of the best teams in your league. Yeah, you need a reward, you need... And, um... For instance, back in 2020, when the Astros came within a game of the World Series after they finished 29 and 31 in the shortened season, admittedly, 29 and 31 may not have been at their true talent level due to the shortened season, but still. But they got 29 and 31. Yeah. And some people don't like to see like someone with a really low record win the World Series. Yeah. I love that because that's what baseball is all about, though. Yeah, it it's is. It's about the underdog coming in. You can't predict it, and nothing ever happens the way you expect it to. That's what baseball is about. That's what makes it America's game. Yes, but also giving too many underdogs a shot has the chance to um, kind of undermine that a little bit. That too. So I wasn't defending the big playoff. Expanded playoffs, yeah. yeah. I don't want expanded playoffs, but I like that there sometimes are underdog teams like the Braves who won the World Series. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the fewest wins of any playoff team, including the wildcard teams, and they won the World Series. So... And there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I, I didn't hear too much dissatisfaction. Yeah. So what the league likes about this is that, well, they're getting television deals from television companies to televise these things. And an extra round of playoffs means way more of those contracts. So really, everything here is about money. Yeah. Well, th th these are the core economic proposals. Everything else is, like, ancillary. log. Yeah. Compared to this stuff. Th this stuff is... If it was just ex um, ex um, runner on second base and extra innings and DH in the National League, that could be hammered out in a jiffy. 
But these things, yeah. neither side wants to budge, and it's just a stalemate at this point. I don't know. If you have... Um, so the players are saying they want the owners to not get more money, but they want more money. That seems nothing's going to happen there if they can't agree. If the players want more money, the owners are going to have to get more money. Well, the, 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 players don't, the, pay, the players don't feel they're getting a big enough percentage of what the owners get. They think the owners are getting too much, and they should get more of the revenues. And expanded playoffs... That's what a contract is for. I mean, you deal it out one-on-one -on -one instead of having the whole league have to... Yeah. And, again, the Players Association is not against free agency as it is now. It's the six years of control that the team has over the player before free agency. Hmm. Now, expanded playoffs is not as unpalatable for the Players Association... Yeah, I think it's more the fans. ...as... The as fans like you and me. Um, arbitration is to the league because the players get they actually get a set percentage of the revenue from the playoffs and the more teams go to the playoffs the more players get some of that revenue mm. so they're kind of using that as a bargaining chip I think the players association is just about resigned to having expanded playoffs I think we will see expanded playoffs when baseball returns and I hope not, I, but I think that's just about inevitable at this point. But I think that um, the owners and the management and the leadership of baseball need to make Baseball America's national pastime again because all this about money and stuff, I mean, I wish they would think more about the fans. Yeah, and, 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 and the strike is not going to help things just at about all. money. The lockout. And, I mean... It used to be a lot different from this, and... Yeah, and the 94 strike, that nearly killed baseball. And the great home run chase of 98 turned the national um, view back to baseball, but I don't think it's ever completely recovered from that. And yeah, this and is just going to deepen the wound from that. So... Yeah, but I really think... Um, if this all ends, the management and everything is going to find that their fans were the... And if they disappoint the fans, there should be no revenue. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, the Players Association is going to use the expanded playoffs as a bargaining chip. I think there's no doubt that we'll see that. They'll use that to get something of what they want. And... So those are the core economic policies for either side. Now, February 1st has been floated as a soft deadline for when this has to be done for spring training not to be delayed and thus the season not to be delayed. So if we don't see an agreement by February 1st, then the season's going to be delayed. Mm. Yeah. Now, let, let's talk about a little bit about the signing spree that preceded the December the 1st deadline, because that was wonderful. That is what baseball needs. I mean, that November was the best November I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it was amazing how many signings we had. It was the most exciting baseball month in recent memory. 
excluding Octobers. Yeah. Um, Marcus Simeon signed seven years, one hundred seventy-five million. Corey Seager signed ten years, three hundred twenty-five million. And the idea of a signing deadline has been floated, um, putting it in every year. I mean, this one was natural. They're looking for an artificial one, which I don't know if is a great idea, because the players feel that that would increase teams' leverage to make pl players sign for less for fear that they're not going to be able to sign before the deadline. And I can see that part of the argument because the way this happened, um, players just wanted to sign for security before the lockout, but they're still eligible to sign after this lockout's over. An artificial deadline would see no more signing after that deadline. And so I don't know if that would work the way yeah. this unintentional one did. I think that the best solution is just go back 30 years and play baseball right the way that, um, play the way that made it America's national pastime. Yeah. And that's what I want to see most, because this is not going to make yeah. the game any better. Well, it's Boy. very, very likely that we'll see a delay of the season. And it's almost certain we'll see expanded playoffs. It's almost certain we'll see some revision to um, the arbitration system, whether that's the one we laid out or some other variation. It's almost certain that we'll see a DH in the National League. And it's debatable whether we'll see the runner on second and extra innings. There will be a myriad of other small changes, but those are the big ones. Yeah. And that about sums up the lockout. So we'll see you next time on the GM Baseball Show. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at gmbaseballshow at icod.com. Also, we would appreciate it very much if you could rate us, subscribe, and tell everyone you know about our podcast. For the email, that's g-m-b-a-s-e-b-a-l-l-s-h-o-w, the symbol for at, I-C-L-O-U-D.com. GM Baseball Show at iCloud.com. We'll see you next time on the GM Baseball Show. Show.